Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome back to Pretty Messed Up, Dancing With Myself. Holy crap, you guys, we made it to the semifinals. I cannot. Like, if you were to tell me that we would have made it to the semifinals when we were in quarantine, which seems like five years ago, I think I would have just said, absolutely not. There's no way. Like, I am so proud of Cody. Honestly, he did his best dance, I think, tonight, the Pasa del Blay. And you can tell, like, he just was feeling it from day one. Like, we go, we do seven days a week here on the show. Like, tomorrow is back to rehearsals. We've got two full dances and we have to take every day we can get and use it right to our benefit. But like Cody, for some reason with the Pasa Doble, the man's dance as Len made it very clear that he didn't even see me. He said he only saw Cody, but his presence, like I have now started to like, I think our bond and our chemistry is like at its peak at the moment. We lost the two, three weeks almost on dancing with the stars towards the beginning of the journey. And that's when like people start to get to know each other and like know how each, how know how each other perform. And with Cody and I, I feel like we're just like, now is the time. And like Len has said as well before in the past, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Anyway, I am so proud of Cody and I'm thanking all of you guys seriously, because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. We haven't been getting the highest of the highest scores at all. Like if anything, We've been pretty much at the bottom of the leaderboard. So I hope you guys also see the improvement that the judges are talking about. And yeah, next week, if we make it, oh, we already made it. Just kidding. Next week, we have Argentine Tango and Salsa, which are two beautiful dances that I love dancing and choreographing. So I'm very excited about that. But let's just quickly talk about the surprise double elimination, meaning like not the double elimination itself, but who got eliminated. So you have... Olivia and Val, I mean, she has been so consistent throughout this whole journey, right? And talk about somebody who really 
rebranded herself in a way, right? Like she came out here, she put in the work, like, and I asked her just now, actually, before recording this, I said, you know, I want you to know, Olivia, that you made such a huge impact. Like she really has, and their chemistry together was beautiful. She really worked so hard. It's not easy. We, we make it look easy, but it's really not easy. You know what, guys, actually, before I continue talking about tonight, I'm going to bring in my fellow professional dancer and friend, Whitney Carson. Let's welcome her to Pretty Messed Up, Dancing With Myself. I'm so happy that she made it. I know she's a busy mommy and entrepreneur. Let's bring her on. Wit. Hi. Yeah, can you hear me? Are you at the, Are you in your trailer? No. Where are you? No, I'm at my apartment. But... Oh, good for you. I'm still here. <gasps> Why and how? Because I just finished press. How are you? You look like a little snow bunny. I know. You're all covered I... all of a sudden. <laughs> I went from no clothes at all to right. turtleneck. How are you? Thank you for doing this. And what did you think of tonight's crazy double elimination? Oh my gosh. It was so crazy. I hate when they do double eliminations because... It's First always all, like, but like, your elimination was shocking. Really? Yeah. No, I, seriously. It was, I felt like we had like at least a few weeks, like totally. us, you know, but I think I, you know, it was just kind of the name of the game. I don't think we had like enough momentum to keep us there. And obviously we were in the bottom with Jojo. So there was kind of like, no, no chance. <laughs> right. And on, what do you think about this new thing with judges picking like who they can save, I guess. I mean, it would have been great for me when I danced with Juan Pablo that season when Bobby Bones won and we didn't make the final, right? But like- All right, exactly. So like some in that scenario, that would totally be like amazing. Like I would love that, but it's like somebody with Mike or it's like he's kind of the like crowd favorite and the audience favorite, it kind of like works against us. So that- Right, but he's what the show's about. He's the epitome of what the show's about, taking a- a guy with no dance experience at all, which mm. I was kind of like, you know, I was hoping that the judges gave him a little bit more credit for what he was doing because I really felt like he poured his heart and soul into everything that he ever did. He totally. was pinhead, he was genie, he was whatever they wanted that him to That was be. amazing. And he loved every second of it. And then for them to be at the end, like our last dance, just to be like, why don't you have more fun? It was kind of like, is that what they said? Yes, that's what they, that's what Carrie On the like, relay? No, on, on our competitive dance. And it was a, like a foxtrot. So we were trying to be like poised and graceful. Of course. And, you know, like give the, the dance credit for what it was. But she was just like, I think you guys, I think Mike, you need to just show that you're having more fun. And He's I'm, having, okay, let me, I'll vouch for that. Like out of <laughs> all the contestants, Mike was like totally having the best time, but he was not just that, but like you said, absorbing it all in. He came here early, got exactly. some makeup done. Oh my gosh. He, and he loved every second. So I just, like, I just wish they gave him a little bit. And then when we did the um, competitive relay dance challenge, no, not one voted for him. That's just, crazy. Because wow. like you guys, your drive was freaking, first of all, it wasn't easy. <laughs> Second of all, he's like yeah. jumping rope and he's like kicking and flicking and kick. And I'll just never forget, like even Cody, you know, we didn't even want to look at anybody because we were kind of like nervous about it, you yeah. know, and sometimes yeah. like looking at people makes you kind of thrown off. But Ms. Yeah, was like 100% killing it. Did you guys have a great relationship? 
yeah, he killed it. No, I, I love Mike. Like, honestly, like he made this season so fun for me. Um, I really do feel like each season, like it just kind of depends on your celebrity. Honestly, like I I don't even care if they can dance or not. Like, yes. Right. Like like we can teach them how to dance. Like that's not a problem. It's just, do you like him? Like him. You guys get along. And like, honestly, I had a blast. Like he was honestly like a brother to me. Like he was, he was so fun. He was always picking on you. And I think, do you think that it's like that for maybe people like us, maybe who have maybe won before, but maybe some people, some dancers who haven't, they don't care. They just want a good dancer or like, what do you think it is? It's just more for me about a pleasurable experience. Like I just want to truly like the person. Listen, do I want a good dancer? Absolutely. Is that what the show is about? No. No, clearly. Like, like really, I mean, we've seen it time and time again, like Bobby Bones winning. It's like he had no dance experience. He was clearly not the best dancer. Well, he got like the highest score was like an eight. Yeah. And but he won. So it's kind of like it's just you can win with a non-dancer as well. So for me at this point, after 10 years of doing the show, can you believe that? 10 years. What? You've done 10 years? 10 years. Wait, as a professional dancer? As a professional dancer on the show. You were never oh, sorry. sorry, no. I was true for no, one. No, still, though. One year. Still. So years, nine years. Congratulations. Thank you. It's kind of crazy. Like, I kind wait. of look back and I'm like, wait, I've known you for 10 years, Cheryl. Wait, wait. How old were you when I started back in 2006? <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. How old were you? Oh, 2006. I don't do math well, but I was born in 1993. I'm really good with my math math facts. 13, 12, 13. 13. That's crazy. That is crazy. I'm so old. That is so crazy. No, you were not. So you've done 20 seasons or you've done like how many seasons? 12, 12 seasons. Wow. Wow. Like 10 years. And I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I've literally known these people for 10 years. It's so crazy. It's crazy. And me and you, we always joke you guys about how me and Whitney have like the best resting bitch face. Um, and we call each other RBF. That's our (laughs) new little secret. Like, Hey, RBF. How are you? Yeah. I love it. It's just honestly how our face naturally places. It really is. It's not that we're rude or judging. (laughs) It just takes actually more energy and muscles in your face to smile. But you told me my smile has been much better this season. Thank you. And, and you I can't say this. Well. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say you've been pretty encouraging. Like, well, oh, that's good. <laughs> Actually, just kidding. You've been like Whitney. You need to smile. Smile. No, I'm just messing with you. Because when we do interact, because we don't interact much, do we? Because of COVID. But like when we do, we just like to bust each other's balls. I know. But- I love it so much. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're a new mom. How has this season been? Like, did you miss us last season or were you kind of like happy that you took some time off? Obviously. 100% I miss dancing. Um, but I was such in a different phase in my life where I was totally fine, like stepping back away from everything and just doing something that I've been wanting to be a mom, like my entire life. Like I've been wanting to do that. So for me, just yeah. a step back and like be out of the limelight for a yeah. minute. It was hard because I dance is my passion. And I love it. And I loved getting to cheer everybody on. And a part of me definitely missed it. But I was like totally content with yeah. having like having that experience in my life. So how was it to be an observer, I guess, of the show? Because you watched it, I'm sure, right? Oh, it was weird. It was so weird. Like I would just sit down on my couch, like every commercial break, I'm just eating nachos. I'm like, this is so different from breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just totally different than like what happened a year ago. Like it's so crazy, like how much your life can change within a year, but it was fun. Like I got to watch it like as an actual fan Uh and it was, the show was just so good. Like, I think we forget like how amazing the show is and how lucky we are how lucky we are like literally there's only like I mean what 14 pros that usually do the show and like 14 out of the entire like world of dancers of amazing talented 
dancers. Yes, exactly. No, it's it's just it's crazy. But so, you, would good. you say you have like a newfound appreciation for the show? And like, because I, I felt like your vibe yeah. in a good way is different in a way. Like you're a lot calmer, and like it's not. I guess like life itself, right? Like we only are consumed sometimes by the show, or I am at least. Mm-hmm. And like, there's nothing else happening around me, and like this is what's important now, but there's actually bigger problems out in the world. And this is just a dance show. And sometimes you lose that, I guess, perspective, right? Like, and I think that sometimes when you take a break, it could be a good thing. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. I actually was just telling Mike because he would kind of like bust my balls a little bit about like my splits and stuff. And he'd be like, wait, what? still do that. Oh, that's so rude. it was funny though and it would just kind of like became like an ongoing joke no I remember him busting your balls he's like how come you had lunch without me Whitney how come you're eating without me so funny but uh, truthfully I feel like I was rejuvenated like mentally I've never been in a better um state like emotionally and mentally totally everything kind of hurt more like you look amazing though like how does that happen you know like I just I feel strong but I also feel Uh um like just just more sore like I can do kind of the same things yeah just like I hurt way more like my back and my hips and just everything <laughs> but I feel mentally in a really really good place so it yeah was, it I'm was- like I you're my inspiration to having kids someday because like I I have body dysphoria obviously like with you know just being in this business and even being in the competition world like my oh, dance coach like I'm, yeah. I'm a curvy girl you know and at the end of the day I don't I'm not a size zero And when I wear costumes and when you're on TV, it does add a few pounds and I get comments on a daily basis about my body, you know, and not in a good way. And it's hard for me not to take it in. You are so, you are so beautiful. Like I don't, you really do have dysphoria for sure, but you will pop right back back so fast. Like, are you nervous about that for yourself? But you seem very confident in your own skin, so. No, I, I'm glad that I've seen that way, but I'm definitely not like, I don't, I don't have that confidence all the time. I definitely have to fake it until I make it. Right. For what, sure. what are your insecurities? I just think growing up, like I'm a curvy girl too. Like when yeah. I always grew up that way, I was always not as like skinny as the other girls or, you know, as tall or thin. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. legs were kind of, my legs weren't as like long. I think I think a you're lot beautiful of- though. I mean, wait, you've got like the, you've like Marilyn Monroe, but like <laughs> just beautiful. I, I really, dance ability. I really try and be positive about my body because it's so important for yeah. little sisters 18 right now. And she is going through it like hardcore, like more than I ever, ever experienced. So I'm like, for me, like I have to, I'm trying to be an example for like young yes, kids. For sure you just feel strong inside and healthy inside and that will exude and people will look at it that way. But it's, it's you're right. Hard. You're an inspiration for me too. Cause like I keep saying until I retire, I can't get off birth control or I can't like, cause my body's so codependent on it. And then I worry when I did, I retained like 15 pounds of water weight. And then that was during a season. And so like, I'm just so traumatized by all the attention. First of all, I got for me gaining all the weight. And then like, having to like use our bodies like we do use our bodies to pay the bills in a classy way but like still comment like they just have like this thing where they just feel like they can have full range of just commenting on our bodies and it's really hard being in the dancing world too because we're constantly looking at a mirror 
we're constantly like, you know, we're in different being judged. We're being judged how we look. And it's not like a singer or any other like entertainment, right? It's like, it's like actually physically, like, you know, people are looking at us the entire time. We can't really hide it. Yeah. Like I feel bad for Daniela and wardrobe department because I'm constantly like, no, we have to make the, like, I'm so, it's, it's still a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, I'm so like OCD and obsessed about it because like, look, the last thing that I want is for social media and trolls to like get in my head. But at the end of the day, it does. Right. Like, and unfortunately until I find my own love and validity through myself, is that not going to go away? But still, I think it has a lot more to do with the trauma for me, even as a competitor, like my dance coach was very much all about it. Like, it's just the way it is. Like you're right. We've been judged. You, you know, it's very rare. You you see like a curvy girl dance, ballroom competitively you just don't really but I think it's amazing and I think it's beautiful to show people that like hey like she's on tv she's killing it and she looks just like me yeah. like maybe I can have that confidence as well no, you're right. and so I mean you've been I mean you've been on tv for ever so you really I mean you've really gone through the mud with oh yeah ups and downs. but like I just think it's so important to just like keep being like exuding that confidence because I feel like these kids like this generation like these 18 year in high school yeah. I like it's sad like it's so sad so I'm like okay if I can yeah. just try and fake my confidence maybe it will help no me. but you don't need to fake it because you could see but like like I said like this season is a different Whitney in a way like you have a sense of peace within yourself that's just so beautiful I just think it's a piece of like I have a very important role other than a dancer like that's, yeah. Like, yeah. like that's not my only role in this life like my yeah. role like my number one priority is like being a mom and that's just given me so much like value like that sounds weird because, no you're like, right I, I felt I felt value before being a mom but it's just a different totally different kind of feeling um are you gonna get pregnant soon or well, that's the thing. Like, I am so nervous about the way my body's gonna. I'm not kidding. Like, the way my body will look when I'm pregnant, or like, look, I'm not. You know, some people, some women have been pregnant on this show who bounce back literally in months. Like, I'm. That's just not. I'm also 37. Like, I need to put everything into perspective that my body hurts already without being pregnant. Can you imagine? Like, I just want to be. I want to know that I'm done with this phase of my life, and I think that waiting yes. another year is not gonna hurt I do need to freeze my eggs and I'm really nervous about that I probably need to do that this year which would mean I have to get off my birth control which means I'm all paranoid about it oh my so, god I know that's lot. I know but for a fact I know that you won't even think about your body after you have I mean yes you'll think about it because it's funny it's I like, see myself every day in the mirror yeah well, and I do shower and I have to get out of the shower and then I'm like yeah you're big pregnant right like you're huge pregnant and you're just like this is the worst you're like, like at 39 weeks and you're like, how did you feel when you were pregnant this. like did you feel oh, bad or you felt good oh oh my gosh like 38 weeks hit and I was like I'm done get the plier get what cut the me pliers a, the pliers get me the suction cup that suctions out the baby like I need to get this baby out like but I you weren't big that. at all were you big oh I was huge Cheryl I really? was huge. Let me just show you on the screen really quick okay. what I look like because you're going to Did you? Diet. Were you on a but diet I, or no? You're not going to diet when you're pregnant, no, right? No, no, I stopped working out at like 35 weeks because yes. I literally couldn't get out of bed. Like I was like, <laughs> vacuuming. 
and I'm short, like my torso is short and the baby, like Leo was just like huge. So he just protruded out and my back and everything. Was Wait, just how like, big is your husband? Is he pretty big? He's six, five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So can you see that? Five. Oh my God. Look at your <laughs> wait wait that is yeah but you didn't gain weight anywhere else I feel like it was just like your cute little bump no I did for sure but like after you have the baby you're like you don't care oh yeah oh no yeah you really don't care and then and then like five months hits and you're like okay yeah I do care now I gotta get so it's time show. to cha-cha-cha yeah time to cha-cha it was nice though because I had the show so I was like I had motivation to like a get deadline. back in yeah and get back into shape and honestly you're gonna pop right back like you're so athletic oh how did you get back into shape how did you do it I felt like I definitely did not pop back like I definitely had like I should I'll text you like my like yeah was it like a diet or was it more like a healthy lifestyle it was just clean eating honestly and I had a really I don't know if this happens to a lot of women like after giving birth but my appetite totally changed like I was not I I think it was just the hormones and then as soon as I stopped breastfeeding I felt like my body kind of like did this like it kind of like it has of all of the I don't know it just kind of like reset it was super weird but my mom said that that same thing happened to her after she stopped breastfeeding so I'm guessing it's just like the breastfeeding maybe I think and then I just kept like the clean eating and just kept like exercising and honestly I was just focused on getting in like in shape like physically like stamina wise because this show is a a beast and like I was so scared I'm like I am terrified to go oh really I saw you take dance lessons and stuff is that what helped you all as well get back into shape well listen so after so my my labor was really really rough like I pushed for like two and a half hours and the baby like did not come out like he was stuck in my pelvis for two and a half hours and I was throwing up I was vomiting like it was the worst like it was terrible my arms and my chest started becoming numb because they had me laid down flat and the epidural is like gravity placed so it was like starting to go up so I was feeling all That's the pressure, it was so bad. And then finally the doctor, his heart rate kept dropping. So he was like, we've got to do an emergency C-section. So they. So you didn't plan on it like the C-section. You wanted to oh, have it. No, yeah. I so wanted to have it like vaginally. Yes. Yes. Wasn't the path for me, which I am okay with now, but at the for time sure. devastated. That's crazy. Wit. I know. And my husband was like, do the C-section. He was so like relieved. He Traumatized. Was- poor guy I love him so much was he there holding your hand through it all oh yeah oh he was amazing he was I mean he hates stuff like that hates it and so when they said c-section he was like oh yes hallelujah yeah so anyway so I did the c-section and it was totally fine and he came out like he had the cord wrapped around his neck twice no and he wasn't breathing. So they had to do a CPAP, which basically just like breathes for him for a minute. They did that oh. for like, for, I didn't see him for like probably oh a half, hour. half an hour. I just was laying there like my guts out, like TMI, but like just no, seriously, like actually, actually though. 
And I just didn't, I didn't see him for like half an hour. And I kept telling my husband, like, go take a picture. I, I want to see him. Like I wasn't. You didn't see him at all. Like never, all, never. All. Wow. For 30 minutes just because he wasn't breathing. So they were worried and they rushed him to the. For sure. Anyway, so it, I finally got to see him. They put him on my chest after like a half an hour after they like closed me up and stuff. Um, what was that feeling like? Oh my gosh the best feel I can't even describe it it is the best feeling in the entire world like as traumatizing as my birth was I was jealous of my friends like going into labor like the week after like I was jealous because like that feeling like is you will never get that unless you have a baby like right it's it's amazing but anyway so I was gonna say is my so my C-section like recovery was really, really, really rough. Like I couldn't even like get up out of bed. Oh, wow. Like my, my body would just went through For how it. long? Oh, like probably a good, well, I could walk. I could walk like after probably five days. Wow. Like even just getting up and going to the bathroom, like wow. the day after my C-section was really rough. And I don't know if I just like, I went through like my body was just in shock and I just couldn't. Like, well, I mean, yes, I would assume it was. I mean, it just was a lot for So I was healing both ways. So I was healing vaginally and the C-section. So I just was like, I kind of got a little wrecked. Oh, crazy. But it frightened me the most because I'm like, my body is like my passion, like dancing is my passion. Yes, like, if this I is our body. It, yes. If I can't go back dancing, like I was just like traumatized. So I think my new mentality, like coming back was just like, I was just grateful that I could yeah. even just do what I like used to do. You know and better I mean? than ever. I feel like, did you ever go through postpartum? Is that part of what postpartum is? I guess then a postpartum is more um, like emotionally. Like I feel like it is very, very common. And I think I had a little bit of the baby blues. It wasn't quite uh-huh. like it wasn't quite um, postpartum depression, but it's definitely right. anxiety. And I was much better after I stopped breastfeeding. I was much better. Oh, interesting. I this is so, of- this is making me even more scared to But like, I'm just like, oh my no, God, this is fascinating. But like, it just shows you how strong women are, right? Like we are just strong our big, our MFs. Are- oh my gosh. We are so strong. Can you strong imagine a man women? giving, I mean, no offense to all my men out there, but you guys are strong in different ways. Love- but like still, like it's, that is not, my mom had a C-section with me, but this was back in 84 when she now has a scar down her whole stomach and she probably cusses me out under her breath every time she sees herself. But like, well, it's crazy. That's crazy that we've come this far. Like, honestly, most women die, used to die in childbirth. Like literally me and Leo, like if we like were lived back in the day, we would be dead. Seriously. I mean, and I'm so happy for you though, Whitney, like you are, you can see you're glowing from the inside out. Like you, because like you are caring for somebody else and it's a special little human being. And that's amazing. It's amazing. How, like, what do you think? Okay. If you can give me, an, sorry to change the subject back to no, yeah. dancing with the stars. I know. Um, if Cody and I could work on one thing, what do you think it should be? You guys, like, are- you know how I like notes, so you'll never offend me. To be real, <laughs> your guys's um, dance tonight, by the way, was so good. Like Thanks. his best dance for sure. Did they say that that yeah. it was his best dance or no? Yeah, yeah, we okay. got two tens. We got a ten from Len. Yay! Oh my gosh, it was so good. Okay, 
I think it's like literally, it's so crazy how, because we didn't have the two weeks, right? Like those two weeks we were gone in quarantine, like that really took a toll, I think, on finding each other's chemistry and like just I think your chemistry together is good like I I like tonight like I really saw you guys like you guys were totally connected and I mean I don't know what you guys have next week Argentine tango and the salsa and the salsa I don't know I mean are you guys having fun does it look like we're having fun it does. It does look like you're having fun. You know what? I realized that less is more on him because I think I've been over choreographing it and I tend to do that in general. But like, I think when I over choreograph and he can't, let's say, look good, like even that time when I just teach you a step, then I should just take it out it's, and just make it simple. Sometimes I just get in my head. That is the hardest part about being a choreographer because you like think that by over over choreographing you're not doing enough yeah compensate for like the lack of skill but it kind of does the opposite it does it makes you look very spastic and crazy I don't know but like who do you think is going to make the final don't say us if you don't think so I truly truly think you guys will like no way saying that because I'm on your podcast like truly I think you guys will make it I think Amanda and Alan will make it Mm -hmm. I think um Amon and Daniela will make isn't, it. Aren't they? Isn't he? A, he's so impressive, honestly. He and he's progressed so much. I feel oh like I feel like they will. Just he's so charming and charismatic, and and he's not, entertaining. Yeah, so entertaining. I mean, his technique isn't the best. Like I would no. say, Cody's technique is much better. Okay. But I think definitely like the crowd favorite is Amon, and then yeah. So I think he'll be there. I think Amanda will be there. You guys, and then. That's it. There's only a four couple final, I think, right? Wait, you, Amon. Oh, yeah, Amanda. Amanda. And then one more. One more. And JoJo. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think I have you guys as the four finalists. And who do you think is going to win? Like, honestly, I don't. I mean, I would say if you're doing best dancer, JoJo should win. If you're doing best dancer, JoJo should win. Or Malora. I think Malora is the best dancer. Mm, Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I think in frame, technique. in frame and technique, she is the best for a performer. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean, she really killed her. She's off. amazing. I, I think her Artem found his match. You know how Artem is like silent, but deadly, but in a good way, but like he loves like working on details and she's like all about the details. She's like, Hey, more details. Like you can probably have really intense. <laughs> they probably have really <laughs> intense rehearsals. <laughs> amazing i've loved seeing like oh yeah real stuff in rehearsal it's so compelling and it's so just like it's awesome i would never want that to happen to me but i love watching it totally <laughs> i would never want that to air about me are but. you doing this season again next season would you i don't know we'll have to see i don't know like what my plan is like if i'm gonna be pregnant you have more babies I don't know. Like right now, I feel like I could have another one just because Leo is like so easy. Like he's so fun right oh, wow. now. He's just really fun. Like he's at such a fun age. So, but I am worried for when he turns like two, like one and a half. The terrible twos. I heard that's terrible. terrible. So I might not be ready for it quite yet. But but maybe it's not happening. Like maybe it's just a myth. I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll just be perfect and maybe. I'll- I'll just have another baby. I mean, you just will have adult conversations at two. Maybe like he's going to be like, mom, let me just talk to you about, you know, boy problems. Are you ready? Do you feel like you're like ready for kids? Like, like, ready? are you ever ready though? 
that's the thing I think Emma was asking me like if I felt ready like when I got pregnant and I was like I felt like Carson and I had like five good years like married just us two together you had five years of marriage yeah that's a that's a good chunk it's a good chunk so we like we got to do you know travel and do whatever we wanted and then we reached the point where we're like okay now what you know like it's been so fun and we kind of got in the habit of it just being us two and we like needed to be like okay get a dog maybe yeah get something and so um we were ready per se that's why we started trying but then as soon as I got pregnant I was like oh my gosh I'm not ready I'm not ready did you plan that you didn't plan it we were trying we were trying for like two months and then we kind of like stopped because the show was gonna happen so I was like I can't be pregnant with the show so we kind of just stopped. And then all of a sudden, the next month, I was pregnant. Wow. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's meant to be. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I bet you you're such an amazing mother. And like you, ha- honestly, like I love being able to see you grow up before my eyes. I feel like I'm everybody's godmother on this show because I'm like the oldest OG on this really show. Are. You really are. Like, I really feel like I grew up on the show and you were definitely like the mom of the show. Yes. Yes. I, I definitely am now, especially since like, you know, my, my life is slowly transitioning and I feel it. And I'm, I'm root for the show. Like I'm still a number one fan of everybody. And I know how hard we freaking work. We work our asses off and oh my gosh, yeah. I don't know. It's been so fun talking to you with, and I'm so happy that like you are happy, like you have so much peace and I just, you know, what do you Cheryl? Like really, like I felt like this season as well, like you just seem in a really, really good place. And I don't know if it's because you're like, you're sober, <laughs> sober with the, with the RBF resting. Bitch face. RBF. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that is helpful. The RBF is so and married good. obviously is nice. And married for sure, but you yeah. just like you're just really happy too. So it's good to see you, you like that. Thank you. I love you. And tell Miz I say hi. Is he okay? Yeah, he's good. He's good. I think he just was a little bit. He's gonna kill oh. me for some reason if he watches okay. it. But like embarrassed. Like I think he was embarrassed. Like I, I think his ego got hurt a little bit. Of course. His feelings. Like I think his feelings got hurt just yeah. because he's kill me and kill me. No, but, but by the way, like. If it didn't, then you're not human. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you put your freaking heart and soul into this. Exactly. And he cared so much and it was everything that he could possibly do. Like it was, you guys were never in the bottom two. So that was a shock. It was a shock. So it was, it was a shock, but I think he's, he's definitely okay. You know, he's got his show going on and like, he's back with his family. And he said that he like created a bunch of memories like that. He'll like always Mm -hmm. hold forever. And, um, he could teach his girls how to dance and, they kept saying like, um, like their favorite parts were him being genie and like, there's just things that like would have never happened if he didn't do the show. So he's right. like really grateful. But don't you have a, a kid's line out of clothing? Yeah. So I just launched a capsule collection with Baby Barn. It's like super cute. Like it's called Kid Cashmere. Um, but they're like little cashmere sets for babies and they're so, so cute. I wish I could give you- Are they so expensive? No, they're, they're kid cashmere. So it's like, oh. like material, but they're not. Could my dog wear one? 100%. I'll get you one. Little tiny Frenchie. She's like miniature. Pink, gray, or blue. Which Pink, one? please. She's a little biatch. She's so cute. Oh my. She really is. Oh, Isabella. Oh, She's I like my daughter. I love her. And I love French Bulldogs. They're literally the cutest little face oh. ever. Did you adopt her? 
or like no okay she's a pandemic bought baby it was a gift for my husband oh and he is an animal king like yeah think we have the freaking zoo underneath us yeah literally (laughs) adding to the collection weekly what do you guys have right and they're multiplying the freaking tortoises just had babies like a lot of them like 12 and then we had one of the iguanas that had literally ran away and then left her freaking Uh 17 other baby girl we've got kids just different ones Yep, I'm like, maybe you're not a human kid right now with yours. Well, we don't have any snakes, so, but anyway. (laughs) You got to bring your little baby over, and I'm honestly, we have some amazing iguanas and tortoises they can play around. Oh my gosh, he would probably love that. He, so I'm going to bring him to the finale because I'm like, yes, I just, I'm like, don't care after that. I'm like, here, everyone, meet him. Exactly. It's like, there's no, you know. No rules. There's nothing. No rules. Exactly. At 7.01 p.m. There's no more rules. I know. So I'm going to bring him so everybody can meet him and squish him. That's amazing. I love you, Wit. Love you. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Good luck this week. I'll be cheering you you guys on. Thank you. And I'll see you with your RBF next week. Hashtag RBF for life. (laughs) Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, babe. Okay. Bye. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, 
would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I just want to thank my guest, Whitney Carson. She's so beautiful, honestly. And thank you so much, Whitney, for opening up and being so vulnerable about your experience of just like having a kid. Cause that's been my number one dream, but also nightmare at the same time because of, you know, all of my body image issues. So thank you for being vulnerable. And Ms. I freaking miss you. We miss you. Your energy was so contagious and, um, yeah, we will see you hopefully in the finale. And, um, you kicked ass, but let's go back and talk about the crazy surprise of a double elimination tonight. You know, we had Olivia and Val who got eliminated, which is sad in itself. And then on top of it all, you know, you had Carrie Ann in tears tonight, like honestly having to choose. She was that third judge that needed to choose between Melora and Jimmy. And she basically said, but Jimmy, you are what this show is all about. But as a judge, she has to choose you know, who is the best dancer out of the two? And she chose Melora, but she was in like tears, like almost made me cry just watching her having to make this really hard decision. But look, Jimmy is the definition of what Dancing with the Stars is. And honestly, Emma did such an amazing job. Let's not forget you guys that he was on tour, like three, four cities every single week, a different city on tour, learning a dance. They were in a different dance studio, Emma traveling, having to put the choreography together and then him coming out like that every week. Like I, we barely could do, you know, the New York trip back and forth. And then unfortunately we had got COVID. And so we stopped the traveling, but I have to say with just Jimmy as a person and as an amazing, just like human being and, and dad and, you know, artist and friend, he is going to be missed. And I think that his journey ended a little short, but I have to say that, you know, a little behind the scenes um, interaction with Jimmy today. He was really nervous, you know, and I just wanted to tell him when I saw him in dress rehearsal that like, look, you just need to smile and have fun because his cha-cha for me, it was groovy and it was what cha-cha is all about. But I just want to send my love to Jimmy and to Emma and you guys kicked ass and, um, you know, we'll see you back in the ballroom soon. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. And I would like to thank my guest again, Mrs. Whitney Carson for coming on and opening up and um, yeah, sending you love. Make sure you guys vote. It's the semifinals. I'm so happy that we made it and we are dancing the Argentine tango, one of my favorite dances. And then we're doing a redemption salsa, the salsa, not the same choreography, but we danced a salsa in that rehearsal footage when I first got COVID. So we're going to redo that. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Bye. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.